You are listening to The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. Here are Pastor Phil, Pastor Brian, and Crystal. We're delighted that you joined us for our third episode here, and we're coming off the heels of a huge weekend. That's right. It was Crystal's birthday. Yay. Happy belated birthday. First off, if you weren't listening to us last week, uh, we were talking about how everything that's going on with this virus has changed our plans, has changed our expectations. Uh, so for those who didn't tune in last week, Crystal, can you catch them up to speed real quick about uh, how you have responded and kept the party vibes going. <laughs> sure. On Sunday, I celebrated my 40th birthday. And, you know, all year, sure, I was really excited about the way that I was going to celebrate it. And I had a weekend planned. But then it became clear that that wasn't going to happen. You know, I decided to get creative. And I just hosted a virtual birthday party via Zoom where I had a DJ, um, an individual that I went to college with, and he just pretty much, um, you know, DJ the entire event and had about 60 people join the Zoom call. Sarah and Brian were there. Um, their whole house was like, or their whole maybe living room <laughs> was uh, decorated in honor of the celebration. They were ready to party because the boys were asleep. Cora and Jared Terry joined in, which was really cool. My dad <laughs> was there. And dad, if you're listening to this podcast, no, I love you. But um, it was really interesting to kind of have my dad and um, his friend Viola join us. And so we had a wonderful time, two hours of partying. And they even sung happy birthday, which doesn't translate very well (laughs) over Zoom. So that part could have done without. But it was a really um, special way to celebrate, and I had a lot of fun. Well, after COVID-19, 40 is the new 60. (laughs) Thank you. Shouldn't it go down? (laughs) I don't want it to be new 60, but thank you. (laughs) As I scrolled through the attenders on your party while I was at the party, I got a lot of joy when I saw your dad in the room. So did he offer any feedback later? Did he say, Crystal, that was a great time? Or uh, was he kind of being a sport and showing showing up to make you happy? Yeah, well, my dad is always appreciative of being um, involved in technology and stuff. So he's like, that was really cool. Thank you for inviting me. So yeah, he he, he loved it. I think he was kind of like, I have a limit of 30 minutes to be with you young people, (laughs) quote unquote, young people. Um, But yeah, he had a good time while he was there. It turns out Miles joined too, and I didn't even know. So Miles was there for a little bit. And um, my niece Cadence had the opportunity to stay up a little late to be able to dance and party with her parents in their home. So it was very cool, in my opinion. Oh, shout out RJ made a surprise appearance too. (laughs) <laughs> I, I did see him on the, the Hudgens party room. I think that you know you had a really good rocking party if people as close to you as your beloved nephew attended and you didn't even notice. So that was definitely a highlight of my weekend. Uh, there are so many lowlights in the news that uh, we have to take our highlights and enjoy them and savor them. Uh, speaking of lowlights in the news, uh, one piece of news came across since we've last recorded that I very much expected 
but seeing it finalized uh, was sad to process, and that is the Olympics are being postponed. Uh, the Olympics were going to be in Tokyo starting in July of 2020. They're now going to be uh, the exact same time in 2021. I love the Olympics. I have really fond memories of the last ones, 2016 in Rio. That was right when I came uh, to the church. Uh, it was in August of 2016. I had the Olympics going on all the time in our apartment as I was unpacking. Uh, are you guys Olympic fans or do you think it's just kind of uh, a puff piece athletic event event type thing i absolutely love the olympics as a kid you know i definitely looked forward to what the i feel like it's two weeks of all of these sporting competitions and you know i loved swimming and track and field as an adult i didn't have quite as much time you know to be able to devote to the olympics but it's always been like a highlight of my summer when the summer olympics are in rotations. Completely understand the postponement of it, but it is something that I tend to look forward to. On one hand, I think it's a massive distraction from Major League Baseball. On the other hand, there are some events I really enjoy watching, like the uh, track and field, you know, the throwing of the discus and the javelin and the shot put. Not so much running. I mean, I can't really see how fast they're running on TV. I mean, I can take it or leave it, though, to be honest with you not huge, but it's, it's, I wouldn't choose it over a baseball game. I think those field sports are so cool. Like the fact that a sport is who can throw this rock the furthest or who can propel this stick as far as possible. There's something pure and simple about that, uh, that I really value. I know I grew up dreaming of competing in the Olympics. I loved watching speed skating, particularly short track speed skating when it's four people going at once. I can remember during the Nagano Olympics in 1998, I would have my parents take their cars out of the garage and I would roller skate in a circle, uh, seven-year-old me pretending I was in the Olympics uh, and actually getting pretty dizzy. So my dreams Did obviously- have the car on? No, no, they took it out of the garage. <laughs> I mean, that was a bada bang. Yeah, careful. <laughs> That's the response to you being dizzy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was not exhaust. But clearly my dreams did not come to fruition. I am far from an Olympian. I have uh, essentially zero skills that would translate to Olympic events. But this has me thinking, imagine if there were Olympic Games filled with church or Bible story related activities as events. Uh, I think that this would be fascinating. I would be glued to the coverage. So uh, I'm curious if you think that this would captivate the world and the nation. So some, some events I have in mind, one passage in, in scripture I love so much uh, is when Jesus walks on the water. Imagine an event where like you're at a, a park with a lake or a pond or something uh, and somebody just sprints down the grass and, you know, runs on water as far as they can. And it's kind of like the long jump, but it's, uh, walking on water. To see how far you can get. Yeah, and maybe if somebody really leapt out in faith, they could cross to the other side of the lake. <laughs> but I think that would be amazing. I would love to go for the gold in that. That would be an interesting concept. I, I, I love that, the whole idea of like, you know, our, our favorite Bible stories or events um, that could translate into a competition of sorts. It's funny because I feel like, Brian, you and Phil are very competitive by nature anyway. 
Um, so that, that makes perfect sense to me. I am more of the spectator and really enjoy cheering others on. Any other ideas of like events that would be in the Olympic, the Bible Olympics, I guess you would call it? So I have a couple other ones in mind that are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, something we see a lot in scripture that people do and that we're called to do is to fast. Uh, so I imagine if the games go on for weeks, uh, there could be competitive fasting where, you know, at the opening ceremony, uh, you have some people just like down in some hot dogs like Coney Island on 4th of July. But then after the ceremony, their competitive fast begins. That's just an event that goes and goes that people keep tabs on. Uh, imagine the office pools on the competitive fasting event. Wouldn't that be called like Hunger Games? No, it, it, it could be. <laughs> it's not a big. I mean, Brian, that's pretty dark, man. You're, you're like encouraging like starvation. Okay, well then let me give you this one on the other end of the spectrum. What about uh, a Bible Olympic event that would be a John the Baptist style locust and honey eating competition? Yeah, I mean, that would work. And I'm sure somebody could like down those locusts and honey pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can find a restaurant that'll serve you that now. I wouldn't write it off. I You could put honey on anything and I'd probably eat it. Oh, locusts are, they're edible. There's a reason a lot of people eat them. Uh, you guys have any other events in mind? I think it'd be really cool to do a table turning event. <laughs> you know, when Jesus, when Jesus broke bad in the temple, I once preached a sermon where I said Jesus went nuclear in the temple and I got a little bit of bad feedback on that. But, um, uh, but anyway, you know, it'd be really cool. How many tables can you turn? So how many tables can you turn in a 30 second time frame? And then how much coinage on each table did you turn over? I think that would be a fascinating event. Imagine you could have that for like speed, but you could also have a single table turn where it's just simply how much is on the table. And oh. imagine like the noise when it's actually turned, like that would get the crowd so fired up. Like I said, I'm not competitive. So I, anything I would think of, it's like, really, would that be an Olympic game? So give me a moment to think some more while you, you share your next one, Phil. Okay, I've got a couple more. Remember the, the uh, miracle of the um, feeding of the 5,000 and the disciples had to go around because there's so much f uh, food left over. The disciples had to go around and collect them in their basket. And so we could have the fish hauling races. Disciples have to collect or people have to collect smelly fish in these old like 2,000 year old baskets and then run them to the finish line. And whoever has, whoever didn't lose any fish in the journey probably wins that one. Um, and also how heavy, how heavy can the basket be? How many fish can you carry? The other one on the other end of the spectrum from the smelly fish is, um, and I don't know how a mere mortal could do this, but you could have a water to wine tasting competition. How would it be judged? I, how good the wine is. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't like sports like that, like figure skating. You know, I, I like it when <laughs> the first person across the finish line is the winner. Yeah, I kind of agree with that too. Well, maybe how fast then can you turn water to wine? That, that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have one more and I'm, I'm into events that, that take a while. Uh, right now I'm kind of starved for sports content on television. So uh, that's why a lot of what I'm thinking about uh, are not things that are short, but 
instead take a while, like competitive fasting. But my last one would be competitive Tower of Babel building. Competitors would have an unlimited amount, an unlimited supply of two by fours and nails. Uh, and they would have 24 hours to build the tallest tower. Sounds like grown up Legos. Yeah, but how sweet would that be if it's just, you got it on your TV in 4K, you know, you just go about your day and you just keep checking back in to see how the towers are coming along. I would sign up to do the commentary for that. I'd do it 24 hours straight. Hey, you know how there's equestrian events in, um, in the Olympics? Well, we could, we could get together an event with Balaam's donkey. And remember, before Balaam's donkey started talking, uh, it wouldn't move. And so we, basically you could get a, and, and we'd have to get this approved by PETA and all this. It'd be, it'd be, we'd, we'd make sure it was animal safe, but basically strong men and women trying to pull or push a donkey when the donkey doesn't want to go. I'd watch that. I would watch that. <laughs> That's interesting. And well, I, would I, bet, I would bet on the donkey, by the way, the donkey will win that one. Perhaps so. So I did think of one and it's more like an obstacle course type of competition. So thinking about, um, you know, the, the 10 plagues that the Egyptians faced and like just during the obstacle course, you're kind of confronted with each one of those and like, how do you maneuver through it and who can, who can get through unscathed to the finish line first would probably be the way that I would, I would do that one. Oh, I think if there's, any promoters out there listening, uh, they might just run with this. Uh, please reach out to us. We'd love to help you with your coordination. Uh, when you mentioned donkeys, uh, something that I also thought of, a lot of my friends are really into UFC. I'm not into that at all. I'm too squeamish. Like I don't like to step on a bug, so I don't want to see people beat each other up. But since that's what people want, imagine if there was Samson style UFC where the only thing uh, competitors used for the fight was the jawbone of a donkey. I think that would be kind of interesting to see. Wow, wow. Crystal, I didn't peg you as something who would want to, <laughs> someone who would want to watch fighting like that. Yeah, I mean, as long as I'm not the one doing it, I don't mind. <laughs> wow, that, that's pretty brutal. Man, that's um, gladiator stuff. I would want these games to be very family friendly. Hey, if you have <laughs> ideas. It's <laughs> a family friendly way to beat the pulp out of somebody with the, with the jawbone of a donkey. I'm telling you, I'm not into it, but so many of my friends like UFC, there's clearly an appetite for this ultimate fighting. Uh, but hey, if you're listening and you have any uh, hypothetical uh, Bible Olympic events, we would love to hear about them. So uh, let us know what you would propose for these Olympic Games. Before we transition to our, our spiritual reflection, we are recording this on Wednesday, April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. I feel like this uh, mattered more when I was younger. Uh, I didn't even realize it was April Fool's Day until today. Uh, my sister, Erin uh, in North Carolina, she was due on Monday. Uh, we were joking if the baby came today, it would be an April Fool's Day baby. Uh, as of recording, there's still 12 hours left for that to happen. Was April Fool's Day something significant for you all growing up or kind of just a, a blip on the calendar? Well, we speeds are very serious, right? We don't do jokes <laughs> very well. But when I was a teacher, you know, the five years I was a teacher, the kids lived for April Fool's Day and would just like try to find silly ways to trick me, but they were never really good at it. So it was like, you know, 
hey, Miss Speed, sit down now, like on a whoopee cushion or something. It's like, obviously, <laughs> you have something on my chair. Um, but it was always fun playing along with them. But um, they were never really like that good of jokes where people wouldn't realize or else you're like, wink, wink, I'll play along with you. I've always been kind of a prankster, joker type. But so every day is April Fool's Day. <laughs> I remember in college, uh, the custodian would mess with people in the hall. He would do the classic dollar bill uh, on a fishing line that he would pull. And uh, he got me. And then I sat down in the foyer and watched him get other people. Uh, and he and I had a blast. <laughs> Whenever you listen to this, I hope you had a good April Fool's Day yourself. I'll say, speaking for myself, this past week hasn't been what I expected the you know end of May to look like. Um, March. We're only a, we only ended March. March. See, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in such a blur. I'm I'm two months off. Right. It's not how I anticipated the end of March going. Uh, and what we're living through right now is. It's not easy, but there have been rays of goodness that have shown up uh, legitimately every single day. So a passage we'll reflect on whenever you're listening to this. It's uh, from Romans 12. This is verses 10 through 13. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. The words there in verse 10, be devoted to one another in love, uh, were often ones I kind of read and thought, eh, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and kept going. Um, yes, they meant something, but now I think they really mean something even more for me to be devoted to one another in love. Uh, it, it feels weird to for the last three nights in a row, uh, Sarah and I have sat down on our couch at eight o'clock and caught up with people over Zoom. Mm. Uh, and we've said, this is our life right now. We sit on the couch and fire up a screen and, and talk to people, um, which normally I might look down upon or judge, but right now that's the way that we can be devoted to one another in love. And frankly, it's moments like that that have really lifted me and have been quite a counterbalance uh, to things that I read in the paper uh, or see on the news. And for the most part, a lot of that lifting has come from simply gathering with people in our church family uh, and people uh, who genuinely care about each other and uh, who are being faithful to each other in this time. So have you guys experienced any uh, lift like that with uh, devotion from amongst your uh, church community? in the past week? In regards to my birthday specifically, I didn't realize like how meaningful a card could really be. Or, um, you know, the, the ladies of the church sent a fruit basket and some flowers, which was super nice. And then from there is like almost wanting to like pay it forward. So um, yesterday there were actually three people who had birthdays, Ed Hatwork, excuse me, Ed Hackworth, um, Hannah Morello, and Emma Burt. And so I'm like, oh, I need to just show the love and like pay it forward. And I think a lot of times when we are blessed, it helps us to be a blessing to others. And also some 
level of, I feel like I've, I've been more intentional about reaching out to people and connecting with people. And no matter kind of what phase of life we're in or where we're located, I think everyone at this time um, appreciates, craves that level of connection and just being intentional about it and being able to, um, you know, devote the time and energy to be able to connect with one another has been really good. To be completely transparent, I've not been as patient in affliction as uh, I would like to be at times. Um, I think there's going to be, regrettably, as we sort of process this, um, ebb and, that'll ebb and flow, right? Nothing significant, just a c- couple times, just really just like, okay, feeling a little bit overwhelmed. But I will say every time that I have, most of the Zooms uh, that I am on, and I'm, I've been on quite a few, I've generally initiated. And lately, you know, I, I joked with somebody, you know, there's kind of Zoom gloom uh, right now a little bit. You know, there's a lot of it. Almost without fail, everyone that I engage, particularly the ones that are just social in nature and not necessarily business in nature, um, if that makes sense, you know, strategic in nature versus social in nature. I just come away lifted. Seeing God's people connect with each other, uh, Jody and I are committed to a weekly, what we call a block party of friends who um, who uh, are in our community that aren't necessarily part of our church. And um, it's just really important. Um, it's really important. And I just get a lift from that as well. So it's, I think it's a, it's, I think it's one of those things where, you know, when, when you have kids, you don't necessarily um, see them growing each day. Um, But you step back a month or two or three later and you realize, wow, look how much they've grown in the last three months. I think some of these spiritual uh, truths and characteristics um, for us may be hard to measure day to day, maybe even week to week. But when we get through this thing, if, if we are, you know, patient and affliction and all that, that we'll look back and see, wow, the Lord really stretched and grew us even when we didn't know it. Yeah. I take, sometimes I take a lot of comfort in scripture from how the disciples weren't perfect. Yeah. I think in some of my connections I've made with people, it's when folks are transparent and acknowledge how hard the current reality is and how imperfect their responses have been. Conversations turn even more in the direction of uh, realness in a way that benefits everyone. It's a great verse. My goodness, it's such a good verse. There's a lot of good verses in that Bible, and we have a lot of time to read it right now. And a lot of Olympic games. Yeah. Hey, I think, uh, you know, what we're all describing here is our connections with people have been real highlights for us uh, and things that are just helping us endure in each day while we're isolated. So uh, as we close, I want to invite you to connect with us uh, on Sunday mornings. On Sunday mornings at 930, we have a Bible study over Zoom, uh, which is truly one of the highlights of my week. Uh, It's really fun. There's a lot of people on there. Uh, We study God's word together. We also have a lot of discussion uh, and a lot of just unscripted time catching up and hearing from each other and seeing each other. You can find that uh, link to join that on oldtown.cc slash connect. And then of course you can join us for worship on Sunday morning uh, at 11 a.m.
there are other ways that we can can connect too. And I love how um, in the passage that you just read, it talks about being faithful in prayer. And so one of the things that we have initiated is praying through the desert, which is a daily prayer prompt and focus to really support individuals as we pray through the pandemic. And so that is also available on our website at oldtown.cc slash connect, where you can sign up to receive these daily um, prayer responses that can really just help you lean into praying for those in our community, um, our nation, and our world uh, to just strengthen and um, invoke God's presence in this time. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who is um, listening to this, um, number one, thank you for everybody who's staying connected. Um, I want to encourage um, each person to feel free to forward our daily prayers to their friends. I've received words of of thanks from people uh, all over the region and and, in other areas and other cities who who are using our prayer guide. One encouragement I would offer in this digital way we're doing uh, ministry and trying to connect with one another, those links are really easy to copy and paste on a Facebook post or an Instagram or uh, an email of some kind to invite friends. Let's make this beyond Old Town, right? And let's just make this a, a, a movement of supporting one another and leaning into the Lord and onto each other uh, during this time. Glad you listened today and or whenever you listen and uh, let's pray. Lord, um, we are uh, indeed, as your people, um, so grateful for the way that you give us all that we need to follow you faithfully. And so, Lord, you know our very needs. You know our, our joys and our challenges. You know our strengths. You know our weaknesses. You know our struggles. You know when we're feeling weary. Uh, you know when we're feeling strong. Lord, we just continue to lift up our world to you. God, the world that you so desperately love, the world you sent your son uh, to save. Uh, Lord, we lift this world that you love up to you and we ask for your healing. Lord, we know that you can bring wholeness and healing from COVID-19 and we just ask for that, God. We also pray that you would grow us and you would strengthen us, that you would give us the grace we need to be patient indeed in affliction and to be hopeful and joyful uh, at the same time. Lord, um, thank you again and uh, for this incredible way that we have to connect. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. For more information on our church and other ministries, visit oldtown.cc. Services are available to watch online every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. Visit youtube.com search old town community church this podcast and sermon audio are available on podcasting apps worldwide apple and google play search otcc podcasts